Hey, it's uh, it's Betsy, and this is episode six of Dear Textiles, which is a conversation series where we talk about making and how um, specifically with textiles and why it's important and how it can make us feel capable in our own lives and connect us with other people. And it's been about two and a half months since I recorded an episode. Yikes, <laughs> right? So it turns out that for me, talking about launching a project around shame, which I did on social media, led me into a massive shame imposter syndrome spiral. And I wanted to talk about creating a new project and the twists and turns it can take a little bit for this episode. Um, And I have some future conversations coming up, but I wanted to talk about this first. So since, uh, since... I last shared an episode. I moved into a house with my partner and his teen son, who was with us part-time, and I also started a new job. And if you listen to the first episode where I talked about being ashamed of being assaulted and doing a lot of therapy work, that work set me up to be in a really great, beautiful place, but I was not prepared for the instability of other good things. And, uh, and moving forward in my life and in a global pandemic, because spoiler, good stress can still be stressful. Why does no one tell you that? So in case you two were a slow mover and need some time to recalibrate and heal, I want to give you a special shout out at the top because I see so much on social media yelling about playing big and making X amount of money and starting new projects to crush your goals. And to be honest, I'm not always there because for me, connection and conversation is the goal, not money. And my background is in punk and DIY, which is where I started Craftivism in 2003. I was just talking about something that was important to me because I thought it may be important to others. There was no going viral or whatever it was. Just, hey, I have a cool idea. Do you want to hear about it and talk about it? And that's how I am now. But I got derailed a bit when taking in everyone else's messaging and not really listening to myself. Maybe that's where you are too. Hmm, just me. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I want this conversation project, Dear Textiles, to be too. And yikes, I mean, imposter syndrome hit me hard because I thought no one would like me if I talked about craft and identity versus craft and activism. But craftivism to me has always been about how we make ourselves through making and connection. And I've been super scared about showing up in new spaces because what if no one liked what I was doing? In a world where going viral so often seems to be the marker of success, I wanted to hide. And I did hide. Because I forgot that that's never been my goal. Connecting through making has, and I forgot to remember my own North Star. Oops. (laughs) And I forgot to honor who I was and what's important to me. So I've talked on social media, as I said, about a new project about shame, and every time I started to map it out, and the gremlins would come into my head and say terrible things, yelling at me for freezing when I was assaulted and not fighting back, even though this is a common physiological response that humans can't control, for not being brave enough to share my own story for 20 plus years, yelling at me that I was weak and my ideas were stupid, and then all the bro marketing messages would chime in. Crap. 
suddenly everything seemed pointless, but also made sense why so many people online are shouting for attention. And people email me to ask how to get more participants in their project. And now I feel like a total imposter saying like and subscribe and participate in anything I do because I've been listening to the wrong messages. Because success to me is getting more eyeballs and likes and comments because you feel inspired to create your own work with your own story and show up in your own life authentically because I've connected you to your power, not because I'm awesome necessarily, (laughs) but because we need more messaging. We need you to share um, your own story so other people can connect to their own power and we can connect and learn from each other and create conversation. That's what craftivism to me is all about, creating conversation. And you can create change through that. So for me, these things were yelling and screaming. You know, I was getting, they were screaming all these shameful messages to me because I was giving shame center stage. And it was full on Cirque du Soleil of shame, highlighting everything I've worked to fight back against. And they're really good at distracting me. And making me want to hide and not share anything. (laughs) Yikes. And what your shame yells at you, maybe it's a bodily sensation, like a knot in your throat or your stomach conscious, may be different. However, all these things were being thrown up every time I tried to pull together more interviews or anything about my own work. Double yikes. When I tried to be my own authentic, goofy self and also open about my history of trauma, depression, anxiety, and ADHD, and for others, it's probably something else. Maybe it's a whole list of things like I have. Other diagnoses, backgrounds, truths, different abilities, a difference from what the culture says you should look like or act like. Shame to me rears up whenever I'm honest about who I am and makes me want to stay under the duvet. Sometimes I do stay under the duvet like I have a bit for the past two and a half months. And that's why making has been so empowering for me. I can show myself that I am capable by making something from essentially nothing. So I've double backed on joy lately, and I started a project with joy years ago when I started You Were So Very Beautiful, which was Stitched Affirmations. The joy photo project that I did was also personal. I... When I first remembered being assaulted, I needed to anchor myself to joy, to when I felt it in my body, which at the time was being flooded with flashbacks and fear and shame, and I needed to reconnect with joy. So I would look for it, starting with an old trick I used in 1999 when I was living in England and worked in a really dismal YMCA in an interior room with no windows. And um, in England, it gets dark pretty early in the day based on, you know, I'm from the southern United States, and it doesn't get dark at four o'clock. I know other places, <laughs> they have, it gets dark much earlier. Um, but uh, I wasn't used to um, it getting dark so early and living and working in this room with no windows made it kind of worse. So I would buy tulips for myself from a vendor on the high street every week. And those flowers and picking them out and carrying them back to my dismal YMCA flat gave me a jolt of joy visceral joy, taking back my power and choosing to bring joy in my life, choosing that I was worthy of joy, 
visceral joy also happens to me when I see a puppy or I hug someone I love or I bite into something really delicious or I hear a song that has a beat that runs right through me. Because for me, flashbacks, shame and stuff like that ran right through me too and I needed to counter that messaging. So these things like puppies and hugs and eating really good food not only feel delicious, they also remind me that showing up in this world feels good sometimes and that we are worthy of these feelings. We are worthy of seeking them out as well as engineering them. We think that they should just come automatically, especially if we're dealing with depression, but that doesn't happen. Sometimes you got to go find them. (laughs) And when I started therapy when I was like 17, that was something that an early therapist told me that I needed to cling to the small things that brought me joy. So a bubble bath, a toy that I found that I really liked or on the ground and photographed or whatever, Um, a good conversation. Sometimes when things got really rough in my life, I would string together these things and they brought me joy Um, and reminded me of all the good things and that they existed. Sometimes it was not a lot in one day, but sometimes there was a lot of things. It just depended as long as I kept going and kept choosing to show up, which sometimes is hard. And for me, when I feel joy, I feel empowered and compassion for myself for all the times I felt alone and ashamed. I feel worthy of all the goodness in the world. I feel brave. I feel open. I feel beautiful. I feel myself. I feel kinder and more loving and like sharing those things. So with all that in mind, I started thinking about what if I created a new project about joy? What if I was wrong about starting a new project around shame? Because I don't want to bring up those feelings in anyone else. And so maybe I could help other people find joy too. And my idea is to create a digital joy bunting project with the thought that each person participating would create one or more pieces of bunting about something that brings them visceral joy. It could include just images or just words or both. In my head, I've been calling this project Unicorns Because, because my first bunting says unicorns, because they are brave magic beings. And... Your bunting could be sewn, crocheted, or knit. And the idea is that we display them all online together. And if you make several pieces of bunting, what's one piece of bunting? A a bunt? A a bunt eye? Who knows? If you know, let me know. And uh, and so if you make (laughs) one piece or several, or maybe several people in your local area could make multiple pieces and they could be shown at once in public or somewhere else um which would be pretty awesome maybe you could make them together and then maybe you could make them separately and bring them together because conversation is important showing up is important showing up with yourself showing up with others it's all important and that's why i talk about the things that i do and Maybe if a lot of people participate, one day we could all share all of them together and fill a room. And um, that would be awesome. And the idea is to reconnect people with their joy and authenticity. And note, when I'm celebrating authenticity, 
I mean, authenticity not based in the impression of marginalized communities. That expression of authentic self so that we can lift people up and connect with people that aren't like us and like us too, but to remember that we are all worthy of joy and we can connect over that. Not because there aren't a lot of things to be angry about or that rage and anger isn't important because it is, but because if we can reconnect with our joy, we can, recon- we can, we can reconnect with ourselves and nourish ourselves. We can speak up against things we want to change because we are feeling joy too. And in doing so, we are fighting the shame monsters that want to keep us small and quiet. Because for me, when I feel joy, the shame monsters, hmm, they kind of, they kind of disappear and evaporate because I'm reminding myself that I'm worthy of good. And by reclaiming our joy, we can remember why we're here. And maybe if you're like me, you can remember that you're worthy of joy, of making, of things that make you feel beautiful, no matter what the culture says you should look at like. You can reconnect with making that makes you feel empowered in your own skills. You can believe in what you can do and who you are, and suddenly authentic connection feels good because of who you are within it. It feels good being you. And that can be a hard task for me <laughs> sometimes. Again, just me. <laughs> so that's where my mind has been the past few months, arguing a bit with showing up, both at all and with authenticity too. And with the idea and realization that I've been looking at the wrong metrics and not paying attention to what is authentic to me, which looks like rolling out this joy project and continuing these conversations in like at least 25 episodes. So if you'd like to share your joy or know anyone who might have a great textile and identity story, please get in touch at Betsy, that's B-E-T-S-Y, at hellobetsygreer.com. For the Digital Joy Project, which is what I'm calling it, I'll be sharing it under hashtag digital joy bunting. And if you have thoughts on this project, please share them with that hashtag so we can connect. And um, I ask that the bunting pieces, if you'd like to make one, are no longer than or larger than A4 or U.S. letter size piece of paper. If there's another size of standard letter paper in your part of wor- the world, let me know and I'll add it. Um, and you can see more about this project at hellobetsygreer.com slash digitaljoybunting. I'd like to eventually make an online gallery. So sharing a social post with that hashtag will do that. And I hope people make pieces in whatever language they like. I'd also like to include information about where you're from, your name, and information about how it felt creating the piece, what you made it about, etc. Because that part is important too. I'd like to get at least 80 of these. That feels terrifying <laughs> to say um, because maybe I'll only get four and that's okay too, but it feels scary to me. So I'm going to run with it. So if you like the idea and want to share it, that'd be great. But most importantly, I'm here for connecting with others to create conversation and things like rating this podcast on your podcast app helps do that. 
signing up for my newsletter does that too, which you can do on my bio and social media and either at deartextiles.com or you can uh, learn more at uh, hellobetseeker.com as well. And I'm getting hives a bit for all those things. That's a lot. I mean, holy crap. No wonder we're all a bit of a mess. That's so many things. I'm asking you to do that feels terrifying. You don't have to do all of them. But if everybody is asking people to share things on social media and sign up and whatever, no wonder we are all exhausted <laughs> at the end of the day. But if you liked the Joy Project, go to hello Betsy Greer slash digital joy bunting and you can find links to all those things. And you can also contact me and share your own story because that's what this is all about. And to paraphrase Notting Hill, that movie, badly. I'm just a girl standing in front of one person reading or listening to me on the internet, sharing that you're powerful and you're not alone. Take care. I love you. Keep going.